Episode 48 of Fitness Behaviour with Bevan James Isles. Where's your crossover point? Right, team, welcome along to episode 48 of Fitness Behaviour with Bevan James Oz, your monthly podcast on the behaviours that create a lifetime love of exercise and gives you all the benefits that come alongside it. I think that's what I normally say. I, I never quite remember. It's, it's hard when you do a monthly podcast because you kind of forget your, your own bloody intro, but that's okay. Um, welcome to 2015. It's halfway through the decade and we're uh, kind of at that moment in the year where you've probably done a lot of reflection, maybe you've done some planning, you've tried to make some shifts in where you are in your life and maybe tried to make some plans and uh, yeah, it's you know, I know I did the same for myself over the last period of time over the Christmas kind of New Year's break in New Zealand it's our biggest holiday break so most New Zealanders will take their biggest holiday period then because it's our summer uh, whereas overseas I imagine and if you live in a winter you know in a place where it's winter over Christmas you might take a short break but maybe not as long but anyway there there is definitely a reflection that comes through you know the new year or, or these significant moments in our in our year and I I wrote a piece the other day which I thought I'd quickly talk about um, which is quite applicable to this moment in your year. The, the piece kind of talked a little bit about how, you know, the New Year's resolution, and I think one thing that we all know within ourselves is that rude New Year's resolutions traditionally are, are unsuccessful. And I was reading a piece a couple of days ago on some psychology website, and I was saying that only 8% of New Year's resolutions ever get completed uh, to completion. So it kind of shows, now there are different levels and all the rest of it, but at the end of the day, it ultimately shows that for the majority of people who sit down to do New Year's resolutions, the majority of them are going to be unsuccessful in trying to achieve those resolutions. Now looking at these resolutions, you know, some of the traditional resolutions you're going to see is getting more organized, losing weight, spending less time and saving more, or spending less and saving money, staying fit and healthy, learning like a new hobby or, or something like that, uh, feel like you're enjoying life, uh, spending more time with friends and family. Those types of activities seems to be the things that people, when they have a moment to sit down and reflect on their lives they realize that that's what they feel they should be moving towards and then the year begins and ultimately the majority of people will be unsuccessful in achieving the the, the change they desired at a reflection point and in this piece i wrote i kind of there was kind of a few points to it it was the first point i suppose ultimately is that is one of the reasons we are so unsuccessful with our new year's resolution it's one of the reasons that happens is because we, it's the time and the place that we are doing it. So let me kind of go into a little bit more detail around this. So if we think about this, you know, when, we, when do we do a New Year's resolution? Well, it's often in a moment in our year where we have a, a bit more time. So if you're on a holiday around New Year's, you know, you're not working, you don't have the day-to-day stresses of life, you don't have the commitments that you have to face on a day-to-day way. Now with that, you you can then reflect on your life and it allows for this reflection to happen. But often because you're in this place where you have more freedom, you start to explore ambition and growth that is based on you having the freedom that you're currently sitting in. So 
I'm in my New Year's holiday break. I sit down. I've got a few hours a day to think about my goals. I set my goals. But actually, I'm unrealistic because I'm not aware of what my everyday life is when I'm in it. The other thing that, that you probably find as well is that a lot of people are unsuccessful with their New Year's resolutions because they're over-ambitious in trying to set up that goal. And maybe that's because at that time of the year when they're having the break, they, they actually have a fresh mind space to be able to identify and, and think about these things. And as you think, you know, now I'm releasing this in late January, so as you think about this now, you know, a month after your New Year's resolutions, how are you going? How, how are you honestly going with your New Year's resolutions? When you think back to that moment a few months ago and you, and you kind of contemplated what I was hoping to achieve, have you actually created any change at all? Or did you find that once you got back into your everyday life, the motivation and, and the, the idea that you create this change kind of slowly slipped away as you got back into the routine of your everyday life? Now, one thing that's really disappointing with the concept of the New Year's resolutions not being successful is that the change that we sit down and aim for at that time of the year when we have a fresh mind space and we have the time that is change we actually ultimately do desire for our lives. So, you know, if you sat down and you thought, I want to be more organized or I want to spend more time with quality time with my friends and family or, or I want to, you know, get better at money. Like, in that reflection point, you actually, like, like this is something you really desired and you felt your life would be better if you had it in your life. So, so, so how can we shift this? And, and I'm kind of going to be going into things I've talked about in the past, but while I suppose ultimately my advice would be, while New Year's resolutions are a really cool thing, we, we can see that they don't really work for most people, but the change is something we desire. And I think ultimately what the New Year's resolutions allow you to do is that moment where you can stop and you ask some really important questions about yourself to yourself. And to me, maybe a goal that you should have for this year, instead of necessarily an outcome-focused goal, so I want to lose weight, is a goal of creating a new habit. And the goal of creating a new habit is to have a time within a week or, or every fortnightly or monthly where you stop and ask yourself the types of questions you explore when you're doing your New Year's resolutions. So, you know... Again, that, that reflection period that comes with you with the New Year's resolution, that's what we want to be adding more often and more consistently throughout our, our year. I'm a big believer, like if I look at my own life, I, I do this daily. I, I have these processes in my day. And you guys, if you've listened to the show long enough, you've heard me talk about these types of things. But I have these tools in my life that are that are basically constant constant questions that have made me reflect and evaluate and, and shift action so I'm moving towards that better version of myself that I always talk about and with you with your new year's resolutions that's that's something I think that's a really important thing to think about is that ultimately the desire and the need is there and the process that helped you to discover that the questioning you have around yourself is an important thing so maybe as it's late January now and you're thinking about the next 12 months maybe the better thing to focus on is not what outcome can I achieve but what habit can I implement in my life that allows me to reflect on the types of questions that I will explore in my New Year's resolution? Just stuff to think about. Uh, ultimately, if you, if you were to ask me, I believe that if you could have 
you know, I've talked in the past about a weekly meeting and it's a bit more of an organisational skill, but to add to your weekly meeting, you know, some ask some big questions around my life, which are designed to reflect, make me reflect and evolve, you know, how I'm living my life. I think um, there's just stuff to think about. Uh, my New Year's was, uh, yeah, I hope that makes sense. This is, uh, so I suppose if I'm going to wrap this up, ultimately New Year's resolutions are a bit of a failing thing. But the desire we we have to create change at that is important to us. And the questions we ask are also really important questions to ask in our lives. What we find once we get out of the New Year's break is that we're back into our everyday grind and we have our everyday stresses and demands, which makes us fall away from the planning we had when we didn't have those. What we want to focus on is, is finding a way where we reflect on those types of questions and we can evolve the actions that we have more often in our life. So it's not just a one-year event. It's actually maybe a weekly, fortnightly, monthly. You know, more often the better, if you ask me. It's funny, I, I thinking back to my New Year's resolutions, um, I've made it my goal to evolve my thinking this year. That's what I've really wanted to work on is, is to gain a deeper level of um, thinking ability and, and it includes a new level of meditation for me um, it includes some some um, some tools in my life that are explore deeper level of thinking and also for me to plan time in my weeks where it, it's literally to allow for thinking which I know is kind of a strange thing to try to implement into your life but it is it's like to sit down and, and to maybe problem solve or to explore a subject from angles that I don't know where I'm going to explore it from these types of thinking skills that can evolve me in ways which I may have not contemplated in the past so that's what I've been doing for my New Year's resolutions you know hopefully there's something in there net for you today's show is going to be a bit like this uh, it's going to be a bit, a bit different um, I'm just going to talk about two subjects which don't necessarily link together but I think there's some really cool stuff coming in there so uh, yeah I'll chuck on some music and you guys can rock and roll from there Years ago, I've always been a bit of a quirky kind of character, I suppose we all are in our own little ways, and I remember I was about oh, maybe early 20s, I'm now 37, which seems a lifetime ago, and uh, I was uh, there was lots of things I needed to do in my life at this moment. I, I was one of those periods where I had a lot of, um, you know, kind of work things, but also ambitious things that I, was, I wanted to achieve. But in, in some ways, well, in lots of ways, I just wasn't ever taking any action. And there's this real sense of dissatisfaction in myself because I'd get to the end of the day and, you know, I, I had an idea of what my perfect day would look like. But at the end of the day, I wasn't really doing maybe, up, you know, if we're going to put a percentage on it, I wasn't even hitting 60% of the things I hoped I was trying to achieve. And, you know, my saying is being the best version of yourself. And so I was, I was, I was only really being 60% of that. And I really was, you know, had the idea of trying to find focus and achieve these big things. But ultimately, it just was never happening. And I was getting slightly frustrated with myself. And and ultimately, there was just this, this kind of sense of wasted life and dissatisfaction within myself through this. And so I kind of, I kind of thought about my life, and there was one really obvious thing that was happening, and and that was TV. Um, I, I would watch a lot of TV at night, and it was you know quite common for me to sit down and spend you know over three hours a night just sitting in front of the TV, and uh, 
so one night after kind of really thinking about it and really thinking, well, what are the things that are stopping me from moving up this 60 percentile number of me trying to be the best I can? Um, I woke up at three in the morning and I went around the house and I got a pair of scissors and I cut the cord to every TV in the house. Now, first of all, luckily my partner at the time, a girl called Raylene, luckily my partner at the time was very understanding and she wasn't much of a TV watcher so in some ways she may have even been happier that I'd done this because it was kind of an extreme behaviour to get up in the middle of the night and cut the cord so I cut them so you know like really I kind of ruined all the TVs in the house I think I think we had two we had one in the bedroom and one in the lounge but you know like so I cut the cord so I kind of threw some money down the drain really I'm sure maybe I'm sure I could have got fixed if I wanted to but it was just this extreme behaviour because I, I felt it's what I needed to do to shift. And, uh, yeah, I can't remember what my partner said in the morning, but, um, yeah, again, sometimes I'm a little bit quirky. Over the next period of time, a really fascinating thing happened. I I suddenly became time rich. It was really interesting, you know, like, uh, you know, when you add three hours back into your day, which was previously used doing something that, you know, you enjoyed, but there was a point where, you know, that was it was just crossover and you felt like you're wasting your life. Like three hours is a massive amount of time. And up until the point where I chopped the TV cords, I used I would often use the excuse of, oh, you know, I'm too busy to get things done. But then once I got rid of my TV, I realized actually maybe I wasn't that busy after all. And now that I've removed TV from my life. How can I fulfill this time to, you know, to do things that do make me feel like I'm moving up that percentage ranking within myself? And, uh, and, and ultimately, TV became, getting rid of TV became this really powerful thing in my life to the point where I didn't watch TV or I didn't have a TV in my house for over seven years of my life. So, you know, up until I moved in with Joe, I didn't actually have a TV in my house at all. Um, now, there's a couple of things around this. First of all, it doesn't mean that I didn't necessarily waste time. Um, I was, you know, like any human, I'm far from perfect. And there was definitely periods where I would maybe kill time other ways. Um, and also, I, I have to admit, I did become a little bit of the, the guy who liked to tell the world that he didn't have TV. So there was this kind of ego boost within myself, which I'd go, oh, yeah, I don't watch TV. And, you know, kind of in a little bit of a way, I don't know if it was necessarily that I'm better than other people, but you know, that I had more control or something. And, and I'm sure people probably thought I was a bit of a dork for expressing that. But, you know, I'm just being honest. You know, that's what I was. Fast forward seven years. So I kind of learned the value of not having TV in my life. And I learned the, the value of this, um, what you know, having more time. And, and I moved up this kind of percentage ranking of, or percentage of me living at a higher level of focus and achieving bigger things in my time. And I really learned that, you know, this is a cool place for me to be. And, and actually that dissatisfaction I'd experienced within myself around, you know, when I was watching TV three, four hours a night, it, admittedly it did kind of disappear. Well, after seven years, or seven years later, I'd met my partner, Joe, and we'd been seeing each other for about, I think we saw each other for about two or three years before we actually moved in together. And uh, eventually, we decided we, you know, we'd probably better bite the bullet, and we bought a house, and uh, Joe had a TV. And I remember lots of people asking me, um, are you going to watch TV, or are you going to what are you going to do about the TV situation? Because you haven't had a TV for so long and Joe has. And in my mind at that time, I thought, well, 
I'm the one who's being a little bit more, not difficult, but I'm the one who probably has to create the behavior change here because Joe likes to watch some TV at night. It's a way that she helps her to relax. And so I'm the one who's going to have to allow, the, you know, to accept that TV is going to be back in my life. And so we moved in together and it's been really interesting. We've been living together for about three years. And, uh, and I have to admit that now TV is something I actually enjoy having back in my life. Now, most nights, Joe and I will, will watch some TV together, and there's been some real value for me having TV back in my life. First of all, um, it is a nice way to relax. Like, after a hard day's work, you know, and like like all of us, I've, I put you know a lot of energy into my day, and so to sit down at the end of the day and, and to lay down on the couch, and we've got really comfortable couches, so to lay down on the couch and watch some TV is a nice way to unwind. Um one thing you don't have when you don't have TV is you forget how much social connection is often around favourite TV shows and like last year Joe and I got into Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad and you know a lot of our friends were into those shows so you kind of have this social connection around having TV you know the, when I brought TV back into my life I actually realised that it was a valuable part of my life but one thing that was really good about moving with Joe with TV is that Joe had this really healthy attitude towards TV. And what I mean by that is that Joe had the ability to watch TV to the point where it was enjoyable, where I got the value, and then she had the ability to move on when the value had stopped. Like if I think back to when I was younger and I'd watch three hours of TV, I'd sit down at maybe, I don't know, seven or eight at night, and I'd watch my favorite show, and the next show afterwards, I probably actually ultimately wasn't that interested in. But I'd just sit there and just watch it. And often I'd get to the point where I'd be watching something which I actually thought was stupid. Like I remember times when I sat up way late and I was watching things like Jerry Springer and, and, and literally telling myself, this is crap, what am I doing? But, but stuck in this place where I was almost glued to the couch and I couldn't do anything about it. And then... You know, so that, that time wasting was, uh, you know, it wasn't just, you know, there, there actually the value, the thing that, the value gone, like there was no value in me watching TV, there was, it was actually a place that I was working against myself in my life. Whereas when I moved in with Joe, you know, we, we you know, if we look at where TV habits now, what we tend to do is we'll watch, we'll fast forward for, so we'll record the news, we normally sit down about 7.30 at night, and we'll record the news and we'll, we'll flick through the news and watch the bits that are interest, of interest to us. So that probably takes about half an hour, 20 to 30 minutes. And then we, we buy series. So we'll buy, like we bought Breaking Bad or we bought Game of Thrones. And, and we work our way through a series, which is often about 40 minutes. So within a night, we probably watch TV from anywhere from an hour to about an hour 20, or most an hour and a half. But once we get to the end, we stop. And, and to be honest, this isn't a habit that I had. This is just Joe's kind of attitude towards TV. And it really made me start to think about, you know, my old TV habits. That nowadays when I think about my TV habits, I, I, I do understand its value. I do like, you know, watching good shows. I do be, enjoy being entertained. And I do enjoy how I can relax at that time. But with Joe's kind of own behaviors in this point, I stop when that value is no longer there. And I suppose this is where I'm trying to lead you with this point. In our lives, there's many activities that ultimately we really value, that, that are an important part of our day-to-day -day life, that actually add value 
for for lots of reasons. And at the same time, these activities can be activities that at a certain point can cross over and become something that's almost working against you in many ways within your life. And TV is the classic example of that. When I watch TV for an hour to an hour and a half, it's a valuable thing. I really get value from it. I can relax, I can enjoy and so on. When I watch TV for three hours, I'm starting to feel like I'm losing myself in my life. Now, don't get me wrong. Occasionally on a Friday night, we might sit down for a few hours and watch three hours of TVs. But I'm talking about, you know, that, that, that place that when you know you're kind of wasting your life as you're sitting about it. TV being the obvious example, you know, nowadays, social media, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, these types of things. Actually, there is value to having a Facebook page. And I know a lot of some people out there think it's a waste of time. And, and I don't know, I think I think ultimately we, we like having these social connections that the internet can provide for us. But when you're looking at Facebook, you know, over a hundred times in a day, and, and let's be honest, a lot of people do. Do you just end up seeing the same things over and over again? Your favourite internet sites, like I have a favourite internet site called Reddit, I love Reddit, and uh, it's kind of my go-to waste time waster. And for me to look at that site a couple times a day, you know, I spend 10, 15 minutes, you know, maybe once, twice a day, you know, it's, it's something that's, you know, like reading the newspaper in the morning in the past. When I've looked at Reddit 10 times a day, and I, and I know all the stories on the front page and, and the areas that I like to go look at, is that the moment where I know I'm wasting my life? What are those areas for you? Seriously, like what are those areas that if you were to stop and think about it, are areas that potentially could be quite a valuable, fun, important thing into your life, but also has this danger of turning into something that is restricting you in ways that you feel frustrated, disappointed, um, you know, feel you aren't reaching your potential because of these things. What are they for you? If we can start to identify what these areas are, then we can start to, to put some plans in place and you, you know, be more, you know, shifting away from it at the right time. So let's, let's use... Let's use social media right now and let's let's kind of ask some questions for yourself around this. So, you know, what, are, what, what level of using social media adds value to your life? You may say, you know, to go on two or three times a day and just to catch up with some friends, to see what my friends are doing and to move on. That, that's, that's, you know, a really healthy level, which I enjoy. I get the value out of it. I suppose maybe a question is what is the value I get from it? That's probably even a better place to start. So what's the area? What is the value I get from it? Like what value do I get from doing social media? What value do I get from TV? What value do I get from you know, any of those areas that you, you think about? If I'm going to, I'm kind of thinking on my feet here. If I were to enhance my value, how would I enhance my value from that? So you may look at, you know, like for example, for me watching TV, to enhance my value is about me getting a cup of tea. I've talked about how I have four bits of chocolate every night. Get my four bits of chocolate, lay out on the couch, put my legs out, stretch out. And, and you know, I try to make it as relaxing as possible because I, the value of me watching TV is my relaxing time in my day. 
So how do I make it more valuable? How do I make sure I'm more relaxed while I'm watching TV? Then what you want to start to think about is where is the crossover point? Where is the crossover point within my behaviors where I'm starting to, where it's moved from being a thing of value to a point where I'm now starting to feel like I'm working against, this thing is working against me living in a way that I feel was important for me. Now, that's such an individual thing and it's something that you need to discover within yourself. Some people it might be two hours of TV a night, some people might be 30 minutes of TV, some people might be, you know, whatever. But if we think back to the areas that you've identified and you think back to the value that you've got from that and then ultimately how can you enhance that value, at what point does that value switch over to something that makes you feel maybe a slight disappointment towards yourself? How can you become clear at identifying what those th- that point is? Like, so how can you learn the triggers of that moment within yourself so you become great at identifying what those things are? So, you know, maybe it's um, certain, certain thoughts that you have, your self-talk that you have, to be aware of what I'm saying to myself. Um, maybe it's, you know, that, you know, once I watch a certain level of TV, I start to think about eating bad food. You know, that once I've sat down for two hours on TV and I'm watching Jerry Springer, I think, oh, buggers, I'm failing, I must have got to eat some bloody chocolate. You, you know, really start to think about what are the triggers that are telling you that I am doing this. When I've checked Facebook for the hundredth time today, you know, how do I know this is happening? Identifying this moment is a really important thing because the better we can get at identifying this moment, the better we can use strategies that we've pre-planned to put in place at that time. So really, if you're going to spend time doing this exercise, really get good at learning that moment. And, and even, as if, you know, even as you move forward with it, you're still trying to create a deeper understanding of what creates that moment. Then ultimately what you want to do is develop strategies and and I really like the idea of pre-planning strategies, future thinking strategies are going to help you get through that moment. You know, to to analytically think about what would help you get through that moment. Like if you know it's that I check Facebook a hundred times in a day, maybe a strategy is that, you know, you turn your phone off or you put your phone away or... um, you remove yourself from the computer and you go outside. I don't know. These are things you'd need to develop within yourself. But to really kind of think about how am I going to, when I understand that I've now, I'm at my crossover point from this activity moving from a valuable thing to something that's working against me, once I've understood that trigger, then what actions will I take to move me towards another activity? And this is a really important thing. And, and ultimately, again, this is an evolution, so you'll get better and better as time goes on. But the better you can do it doing this, the more often you're going to be in that place. I suppose ultimately it becomes a practice skill that you, you know, that you, you know, it's a skill you're looking at my behaviors and how do I get better and better at this behavior? What, what, what I suppose, you know, and then, and then it's about practicing getting better and better at this thing. Now, if we think back to my analogy from when I was a young man, when I went from watching three hours TV a night to watching none, again, I had this massive amount of spare time in my life. And what was cool about that time was the time that I gained, I was able to put more things that added value to my life into that time. And that's where we want you to work on next, is 
let's say you are like me that you're spending three hours a night watching TV and you do go past that crossover point, that crossover point being from where there's value in this to where I feel what I'm doing, this activity is now working against me. Well, imagine if you, like me now, you know, cut it down to an hour, you're two hours a night. What would be a wicked way to spend that two hours of your night adding more value to your life? Like, you know, nowadays, you know, relationships, would that be an awesome opportunity to turn off your TV, go outside with your partner and have a, have a cup of tea and talk about your day and have these really nice connection moments in your day? Have you got that hobby that deep down, you know, you know you're, you're never going to get done because, or you never do because you feel bad about But actually, if you were to do it, you'd feel lots of value because there's creativity and there's expression and there's problem solving. You know, and if you were to have those things in your life, you'd have more value in your life. So as we start to think about getting better at learning my crossover point, stopping and taking actions to, to stop that when it's working against me, the really exciting thing is what can I then replace that time with that adds more value to my life? Now, to be honest, that's a little bit of a hard thing because you'll be trying to create new habits and so maybe you need to f- future think your way through that. But it's, it's a really cool th- way of looking at this kind of thing is that if I go from watching three hours TV a night to watching two and I get as much value of that, so it is a really good relaxing thing, I get you know all those things I've talked about in the past, but then with that extra two hours, I add more things to add value to my life. Who will you become as a person? What will you gain in your life that adds massive value to your life? Cheapers, if this is called fitness behavior, we haven't talked about fitness today, but you know, you know, maybe you watch TV and then you go for a walk. Maybe you know you do some crunches. I don't know. Maybe you do a yoga class. So like, who knows? It's these types of things that we want to be exploring, but so that we're adding more value in areas that develop our esteem, develop our sense of self, you know, that make us feel, that ultimately remove us from this, this sense of dissatisfaction of what I'm doing. So if I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it up here, I suppose ultimately if we wrap this up, what, what, what do we say is that there, all of us have activities in our day which add value to a certain point. And after that certain point, that the activity can turn into a thing that actually is working against you in the ways that you want to be in this life. If we can we can start to understand what these activities are, we can start to try to learn that that moment where that crossover point that I call it, that crossover point that goes from being an activity that adds value to my day. And at that moment we once we understand that, then we can shift away from that activity and move towards activities that add more value to our day. And doing this, you know, I suppose ultimately, I'm going to go back to my, my always end point. If you are doing this, if, if you really think, if you, if you think about yourself right now and you think about those areas, do you think that if you were doing this really well and adding those other values, other areas, that you'd be living in that better version of yourself? Right, I think that's uh, pretty much this month's show done and dusted. Hopefully there's lots for you to think about within this. It's, um, yeah, it's, 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 
I, I ultimately think, to, you know, I always go back to this development of skill within yourself and, you know, make sure that when you approach these types of areas that, you know, there, there, there will be the night that, let's say, just TV is the analogy that I've used a lot today, but let's say you are the three-hour TV person, you want to get down to, you know, an hour and that value kind of thing. But you don't expect to be able to get an hour every night as you first transition into these kind of this shift in behaviour. Don't expect to be perfect with this. You know, if you you can aim to you know get it to an hour and learn the behaviour patterns that create this, but also learn the behaviour patterns that create where you want to you know the new activities you want to add in. They're going to add value. You know, you might still get the odd night where you sit down for three hours. But you're just slowly evolving yourself and you the more you understand and kind of take this approach of learning my behaviours and evolving them, you know, the more you'll notice that actually, shit, I don't sit down and watch three hours of TV a night anymore. And and now I'm adding value in these other areas here. It's a really important, a really interesting kind of subject to think about. And uh, I know I kind of focus on kind of internet and TV watching today, but I'm sure there's lots of different areas where this could be approached around your focus and things like that. Um, it's a little bit of a shorter show this month I was going to do another subject as well But I kind of got into that one And I thought, well, I could probably leave that until next month So next month I'll be doing that um, Anything else? Not much really um, I will say I'm in Auckland And I'm in a hotel room that doesn't have blooming air conditioning And uh, and it also seems to be a hotel room that attracts heat because I am scorching today. I've got my fan on, but it's just a fan, so it just distributes the heat. I'm basically just in my undies today, team. I'm probably sharing too much, but that's okay. I'm just in my bloody undies because it's so blooming hot in this room. And I haven't been sleeping too well because it's hot, but the good news is I'm going back home tomorrow, so that, that should be a good time. So, yeah, anyway, um, that's pretty much me for this month. I'll be back next month with next month's episode. If you do like my work, you can go to my website, bevanjamesisles.com. I put out weekly pieces. You can sign up for my emails, and I'd set a weekly newsletter, uh, just with my thoughts, basically, and if you like the show, you'll obviously kind of get the content of the show. I also have um, this podcast, and if you're into triathlon, I've got my triathlon podcast as well, but i got my book, The Fitness Attitude, which you can get on Amazon if you're overseas as a Kindle, or you can get it from my website as a hard copy if you're in New Zealand, again, bevanjamesisles.com. Anyway, guys, you guys have a wonderful month. I'll see you same time, same place next month. Get out there, work on those New Year's resolutions, get better at your crossover points, and uh, let's make 2015 a year to remember.